0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: Alright, folks, welcome to That's Your Opinion with Fred Smoot, Chick Hernandez. The Amish One Cy Fenwick is, by the way, yeah. you know, here's the deal with Cy uh uh-huh. huh he, he tells us uh, and by the way, uh Ben Standing from the Athletic will join us here in a few minutes to talk about the Washington football team the draft and and uh the names that are being bandied about for the new names I'm not sure about that. someone has smoking something serious
0: uh, in that building <laughs> oh yeah it's it's uh, some getting smoked
1: uh but Amish says that he might not make it which as you can tell now he is not on this podcast because mm-hmm. They're having an anniversary dinner. They're not married, but they're having yes, an anniversary
0: dinner. Uh, Well, you know, before you get married, women put particular names on small things like dinner. Like like, like, like. even my ex-wife, she wanted to have a dinner for her last day with her last name the day before we got married. Two oh, days oh she
1: wanted to have a dinner the day she was going to lose her name and
0: then become Mrs. Smoot. Yes, because she was going to become Mrs. Smoot less than 48 hours, so... Just almost a farewell dinner to her last name, which she wow. eventually retrieved and got back again.
1: Yeah, she did retrieve that name. Yeah. I, wonder if she had, I wonder if she had a dinner for that to get her name back.
0: Oh, of course. That's what women do. They have bigger divorce parties than they do marriage parties.
1: That's what women do. If, uh, all you ladies out there listening right now, that was Fred Smoot talking, not me. Yep. Um, <laughs> so Cy is uh, what we in the biz call whipped already. And, uh, yeah. his, That's his, how you uh, get married. Yeah, I mean, that's just a long road. If he's already getting doing anniversary dinners when they're not married, I mean, come on, that's, I don't think I, I can I only did.
0: I can only wonder what's coming ahead for this.
1: Yeah, game. <laughs> <laughs> he's not here to defend himself.
0: Um, Fred,
1: we're gonna be betting. I'm sure there's gonna be some betting going on. Uh, that's when what it I comes do for a
0: living for the draft.
1: That's what you, you bet for your you you gamble for a living.
0: Yeah, you remember that movie that uh Will Smith was in? And he was a gambling pro. Great movie. But no, I'm not, I'm not what you call a, a, a gamble for a living guy, but I will have me some fun at the table now. I will have me some fun on the foot for the football game, a basketball game, maybe even soccer. Soccer and tennis actually, I think, pays out a lot more money than the average football game. Oh, I want to
1: check that out. Bet online, by the way, is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, the Washington football team. We're getting ready. The draft is not that far away. Two weeks uh, away. Two, two weeks, weeks away. away.
0: The, the day of tears is what I call it. The, the, day, sweetest,
1: of, the, the, call sweetest the day of tears.
0: America gets to taste in his life because it's a day that dreams come true. It's a day that hard work pays off. It's a day that some of these kids that's 19, 21, 22 years old has been praying for their whole life. It's a day that changes families. It's a day that changes generations. It's a day that changes careers. Wow, you're deep, man.
1: It does, no no question it does. Uh, It does from the, the great angle of, of, you know, guys who know they're going in that first round. Back in the day, they used to all be invited to New York and get their suits made up. You did mm-hmm. right, uh, mm-hmm. all that jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. There are other guys who think they're going in the first two rounds and then they sit there and they sit there and they sit there and it yes. doesn't happen and they still make the league. A lot of them make the league, but they don't get that pick and getting picked gets you what?
0: Well, I tell you what, getting picked after you think you should get picked puts a chip on your shoulder, automatically making you more focused than the guys that went before you. We've seen this story happen so many times with guys like Aaron Rodgers as he sits there and watches Alex Smith goes before him to number one to San Francisco. Right. He's never let them forget that. Tom Brady still plays with that chip on his shoulder. Maurice Jones drew what number 32 because he's said 32 teams. <laughs> passed on, all right, right? So, it, the, like, for all the blessings that come true that day, it's a lot of dreams that are not, how should I say, fulfilled the way that they thought it was. But it also is a blessing in disguise because it turns them into a Chad Johnson, a Steve Smith, a Tom Brady, a late round draft pick that becomes London Fletcher. So that's the difference. Um,
1: by the way, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, uh, another guy named Aaron, Aaron Donald. Who the dumbest man in America was the guy that said, I want to fight that guy? Those pictures I, I don't get of him.
0: Ooh, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and, and you know what? Me being an athlete, I know why it happens. Uh, being manly is a macho thing in itself. Right. And the measuring stick for most men are the top peak athletes and the guys that play that 1% pinnacle of athletes. And when they get around us sometimes, especially as the alcohol is flowing, sometimes they want (laughs) to test themselves. Like they'll want to race us or they'll want to fight us or they'll want something physical to happen so they can measure themselves to us. But some guys, if they are beating the other 1% up, you should not try this guy. They're just like me starting to fight. With an MMA fighter. And I see right. the cauliflower here. I see it. I just say it because he won 60. I think I got a chance. No, right. he fights for a living. I don't have a chance. Uh let's get in.
1: Uh Ben standing has uh gotten into the queue. We'll bring him in. Maybe we'll see if Ben's ever got in a fight. So had you <laughs> I had this conversation uh a little while ago, with actually my oldest son. There's Ben Standing. Uh, ben, Ben is now messing with his hair as if that's going to make a difference for this podcast. Oh, no, no, no,
0: Ben, that hair ain't going nowhere. <laughs> it,
2: it 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 is quite the show. Ap- apologies for, for oh for that. <laughs> I don't apologize.
1: So oh, feel uh, free to be yourself. So Ben Standing from the Athletic um, joins us now. Covers the NFL and the Washington Football Team. And off topic, uh or kind of slightly off topic, Ben is we were just talking about Aaron Donald and the the dumbass who decided that this is a good idea. I'm going to take on Aaron Donald and I'm going to look like, uh, I don't know. The worst he boxer got to- in America. He, 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 to- soul- he was so swollen. Um, <laughs> so which leads me to this question. Uh, and I had this conversation with my son the other day is think back to your school days. Um, Ben, did you ever get in a fight in elementary or junior high school?
2: No, uh, it, it, I will, I will admit to this, that in fourth or fifth grade i'm not kidding the bully of the grade if that was a thing was a very big girl and uh she, she, and she may have like shoved at some point and i think even then i kind of realized you know no, i'm not gonna go down that path but uh no i i was definitely in the uh yeah, in the in the lover not a fighter category <laughs> I, I avoided such things whenever you possible. should live in virginia you should live in virginia most definitely <laughs> <ever. laughs>
1: wait can you can you name the girl i, I think it's okay
2: her her name was lisa i don't know if i remember the last name you don't remember the uh, last name she she was she she was uh she she never she never demanded my milk money but if she
0: had it might have been a problem and fred were you a fighter in school or no well i'm too much of a jokester you know what i'm saying i was plus i was always an athlete so the athletes kind of run in packs Uh and we're not usually tried by most guys like The only time you'll get in a fight in high school and you probably play sports, it has to be over a girl. It has to be over a woman or something. It's usually not anybody just going out of their way to fight you in high school. Usually, as athletes, we don't get tried until we get into pros. When we get into pros, men like to measure themselves against us. So that's when we get tried, when we go out sometimes to clubs and the alcohol is pouring and a guy say, oh, yeah, I want to. I want to see, can I hold up against him? And that's when that type stuff. That's when everybody turns to he man right. <laughs> <girl. laughs>
1: I remember, uh, I've only gotten, well, I got in two fights. One was over a girl in, in high school, but that fight never really took place because our best friends broke us up, uh, in time for that. But I do remember in eighth grade, a guy, Wayne Seaton. Wayne Seaton. never forget his name, who, you know, in gym class basketball. And those, those, those games are, are bloodlets and they just, you oh, know, he, you... He,
0: he beat you up. Right. Cause I see you, I see no, you hesitating he was, to get to the point.
1: He was a gnat. He was a gnat. <laughs> he just always, always fouling. And finally i had enough of like, dude, seriously, like we're going back to class in a little bit. This ain't that important. Stop with the freaking fouls already. And it happened again. And I'm like, oh, we're going. And we went right there in the gym on a, on a newly finished basketball court. Uh, one of us was not wearing a shirt. That would not be me. Skin squeaks on a newly finished court. That's all I'll say about <laughs> Wayne Seaton. Um, but
0: you never you never said who won, so I can't give you any props for that. No, no, it
1: wasn't. It wasn't a winner or loser. There, we both got put in detention and all that jazz. And you know, so there wasn't. You know, it, well, it just. But both, it's eighth grade, man. It's like it ain't, it ain't. It ain't what you see on social media now. all That stuff. If you or, both went um, to detention, it sounds like there might have been a couple losers in. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I spent a few days. Uh, in in there i spent so many days in the principal's office that when i was i'm not going to humble brag here but when i was uh inducted into my high school hall of fame last year it was my principal who introduced me shocked me showed up uh we're talking now it's 30 something years later
0: they're and, my old man trophies when you and, usually get uh <laughs> real high school inducts you they don't do that before 50. I'm sorry these are old man trophies <laughs> that you're displaying right now uh well I don't mind you know trophys a trophy you trophy. I, I
1: know not it was not it was not a participation trophy and t- what hey i wasn't inducted because I was great in high school let me tell you that right now it was that was not the case. <laughs>
0: No, oh, um, no, no. It's for everything that you did afterwards. You, afterwards, you made yeah. the high school yeah. proud. Now, Ben, yeah. I got to throw this in your lap, ben. you, you Did you see the list of names that came out that was eligible for the team and the fans to vote on today? Did you hear any of them or did you see any of them?
2: I saw a little something about that.
0: What did you think about some of the names? And what is your vision? Or how do you feel we should approach the namesake?
2: I mean, I think obviously, you know, they're throwing out uh, the, the whole point of this. Like, I know everybody wants a new name, but the whole point of all this is to to do it responsibly and take your time and figure it out. And it looks like it's just some marketing situation and they're throwing uh-huh. a bunch of names against the wall. And I don't would venture to guess none of the names are going to be the one that, that ever gets picked. But um, look, it's, it's I think it. whatever happens, I think they're doing the smart thing at the moment by doling out a little bit at a time. Keeping, p- keeping fans engaged. Uh, it's obvious people get excited when there's some mentions of these things. So, um, you know, I, I, I didn't look at any of them and think to myself, wow, that's good, that's terrible. It was just more like, no. okay, this is part of the process. But uh, it, 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 it's interesting to see the excitement that people uh, have out there
0: well chick chick you have some of the names written down over there because could you shoot some to be yeah.
1: quick so you know there's the, the normal fair warriors we knew that was going to pop up at some point red wolves Stakes. that would be mr fred smoot's favorite red wolves i
0: am the red wolf himself. You are the red wolf uh
1: red tails uh dc football dc football the dc football club dc fc dc fc aces Razorbacks, I'm not sure what the hell they're thinking there. I'm saving the best for last, by the way. Warthogs, Warthogs, not Warthogs, like the uh, soccer team back in the day for DC Warthogs, right. uh, Washington Warthogs, the Commanders, the Armada. And I think my favorite, not because it's the best, but it's just my favorite. The Washington Demon Cats. Who <laughs> in the hell thought Demon Cats? Like, like you're at home. <laughs> And you're thinking to yourself, "Uh, I know there's got to be a good name. Got, ooh,
0: Demon Cats, that's it. What the hell? Why are we making this so hard? Ben, let me take you through some facts, because I am a fact checker. We have been here before. The last time we was here as a community, I wasn't even here yet. But they put something out there. They said, you know what, we have to change the name from the Washington Bullets. What do y'all want? We ended up with the Washington Wizards. We've been here before and we've failed. And we have failed miserably and I just watched a soccer team in Seattle take one year come up with the Seattle Kraken and they got the the name that they wanted everybody's happy why are we making this so complicated
2: (laughs) well I mean I think like um the one thing that's obviously unusual in this circumstance is one, it's pretty rare to have a team have a name, one that's been established for as long as this one has been Mm -hmm. to then change it. And then they're changing it also for reasons that are not the best, as opposed to like the Charlotte Hornets and Bobcats or, or, or whatever. So that makes it more curious. Whereas like say in the case of the Kraken, it was all done behind the scenes. They just knew one day there'd be an expansion team. That's that enough. That itself is exciting. And then, Oh, by the way, here's the name. What do you think? And then yes, it seemed to have gotten lucky that it was a name that everybody was excited about. So obviously look with this franchise, as we know, everything is, is more complicated. And so I think there's why, why should the name change be
0: any different?
1: Demon cats, demon cats, go, go, go. (laughs)
0: Like like none of that that comes with anything. Like at least when I sell my red wolf thing, I have things that not only the fans can grow with, uh, I know most people don't even understand for football to be such a macho sport. When did birds become macho? Because last time I checked, it's the Arizona Cardinals, the Atlanta Falcons, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, We have the Philadelphia Eagles. We have all these uh, birds, but we have no dogs. We have no canines in the NFL. We would be the first canine in the NFL. I think everything else sounds too generic. I think it just sounds too generic. The,
2: the, um, having written about this last year when um all this kind of started i mean i think and i I don't think you had needed a a branding expert to hear this i think at the end of the day you the last thing you want is something that everybody just sort of shrugs their shoulders even if it's it's like the um the philadelphia flyers mascot gritty you know i mean that Mm -hmm. thing is hideous and i'm (laughs) sure when somebody first saw it they were like what is this but it got an incredible reaction. Now, obviously, it turned positive. But the point is, you want the reaction. So even like to, to the name of the chick has come up with, that's going to get you a reaction. Is that the best name possible? I, I don't know. But like at least it's a reaction. Whereas a lot of these names you see are just like, eh. and and I don't think that's what anybody wants, no matter what happens.
1: Right. Um, we got two topics here um, today. Uh, Redskins. Uh, there I did it. There's a dollar in the jar. Put
0: it in the swear jar. I swear need it in the jar.
1: Washington team football team owner Dan Snyder filing a motion of discovery against his former team president Bruce Allen in a federal court uh, seeking to go through his text messages and documents that allegedly uh, led to negative reporting against him. This 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 circus is going to continue for a while. Um, I, I'm interested to find out from you, Ben, you covered the team for a few years now. Um, just Bruce Allen. Uh, you, when I say Bruce Allen, you think what?
2: I had to censor myself for a second. Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, I think I'll just be kind and say he seems to look, the owner is still here. Right. So that hasn't changed, but he seems to just almost by himself represent everything that was considered negative about what happened prior to at least let's say when Ron Rivera took over and just the unease, the kind of icky unease. And I'm not even talking about what we've learned in the last several months about, the harassment charges which uh-huh. is obviously a whole uh, all, all, all negative and he was there for that but I mean that's even goes beyond him but I'm just in terms of the the football side of it just everything just didn't seem to be above board and, and you know you know look and the, a comment that was being played today on Twitter because of this lawsuit was uh, hit the clip of him saying the culture is damn good you're right to, to to we all knew in the moment that that was nuts yeah but then to hear that and then what happened months later with the, or you know, what happened this past year with the harassment stories, reports coming out, just goes to show just now how that was so off, both on the football side of it and on the business side of it, you know, the building side of it, and yeah, just not 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 a lot of great vibes when you think about Bruce Allen in these parts.
1: Icky's a good, Icky's a good word for me, by the
0: way. I like that word. I actually think. And I, you know me, I'm a big Dan supporter. I'm actually, I actually think Dan has taken his time, has weathered the storm, and one by one, he's gotten everybody who's betrayed him Mm -hmm. soprano style. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's out thought billionaires. You remember, chick, a year ago, I told you we are watching a billionaire boys fight and nobody wants to say anything. We're watching Bezos go by the Washington Post only to say I got a story coming for y'all Friday Mm -hmm. because he wants the Washington football team. We watch Fred Smith get up in a meeting and hold a mutiny to get the other owners so they can run him out of town. But one by one, John Wick, a.k.a. Dan (laughs) Snyder, (laughs) seems to continue to one by one take his enemies down.
1: Yeah, uh, well, give me – You know, I know how you feel about Dan. How did you feel about Bruce, Fred? Uh,
0: I wasn't really close to Bruce. You know, Bruce was nostalgia for the fan base. He was nostalgia to a better time because his name, uh, uh, how mm-hmm. should I say, echoed that better time. But so right. by Bruce as a person, I didn't see anything that Bruce was doing special. I was one of those people, I was quick to say, it has to be a change there. Because Bruce was like, you know how sometimes when you get a job and you too comfortable, it doesn't bring out the best in you. And I felt like Bruce was just too comfortable. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he felt like he had anything to live up to besides his family name. I think nobody was holding him accountable and it showed in the team and everything else that was going on.
2: Yeah, uh, the, the the one thing I always wonder in these circumstances, whether it's talking about Bruce Allen or any Grunfeld or whoever is the GM of the Nats or the Caps or whatever he is, what's the line between what they what they are doing because they think in their role this is what they would do versus well, I know what I want to do, but I've got orders marching orders coming from up top. Whether that's a budgetary thing, uh, you, you you can't trade player X Y or Z. I don't want the, what you know you want Dwayne Haskins these types of things. How much is you know where's that line like if we're all gonna say has been reported by lots of us that in the case of say Dwayne Haskins that Dan Snyder wanted him okay well technically that's under Bruce Allen's watch right well what other things were under that which I'm not giving Bruce Allen a pass but it's the same issue yeah. I've always said when it comes to say the Wizards as well is okay we can keep blaming the executive and that this it is his sort of job to take the proverbial bullets but the, the, everybody has a boss and everybody has orders and to, to what degree you're allowed to do things is a big deal. So like in some respects, like Washington's such situation right now with the defensive line and a pretty decent cap space. A lot of that came from the Bruce Allen era. Don't get me wrong. As I said it before Icky and all that stuff, but like it's just always hard to know like what I, I think that like, on some level, what, what's interesting to me about Ron Rivera with Dan Snyder is he seems to be doing a good job of I'll just say managing the situation that maybe previous people did maybe, I think previous people maybe just sort of couldn't figure out how to not cave into the owner's wishes, and that led mm-hmm. to some problems, and Ron, at the moment, seems to be figuring out a better balance, uh, keeping the owner in the loop, but doing what he thinks he needs to actually do on the football side.
0: Well, you could tell that Dan didn't trust the people that was over there for the first time, because you got to realize, when I got on the team, it was a hands-on Dan Snyder. By the time that regime got there, Dan had kind of step back and say you know what i'm gonna let y'all handle things and he did that with untrustworthy people who left him in shambles so now with coach rivera in the new the new regime he feel like i i got some people that i can actually trust who not only play football at a high level has coached at a high level and instead of one gm i'm gonna bring in a, a hive mind up mm, I yeah. so i think he's done a great job and looking in his past and said This was my flower. This was my flower. This was my flower. I'm going to put the team together and step out the way and let them do their job. I'm going to let the football people do the football jobs. And that's what I think going on.
1: I hope so. I really hope so. Cause that's what was necessary for the last 15 years, no doubt. And, and if you're right, then they're on the right path. They certainly made some moves to, to be on the right path. Ben standing from the athletic joining us here Uh, before we get to the draft. I'm sorry, Fred, they're not going to draft the tight end. It's not gonna happen. Not your boy, Kyle Pitts. That uh, he's he just vaulted up we the board. Won't,
0: he won't be there.
1: He won't be yeah. there. But Ben, they just picked up a tight end, and I watched a little bit of his his uh, mm-hmm. Zoom press conference. Uh, this dude's got a great story, and I mean, he's prime mm-hmm. to be to be ready to to step in and and be one of those guys. You go, huh? And then boom, like Logan Thomas. I mean, he turned. We all thought, what? And then, oh shit.
0: A comp for, <laughs> for this guy is Jimmy Graham, uh, Antonio Gates-like, ex-basketball okay. player. And from what I hear and from what I've seen, he's a lot rougher than him. You know, the one thing that they had to get used to was blocking at the point of attack. This guy seems to kind of have that trick in his bag, and what he needs to learn is just football. And if you got a coach with a clear sheet of paper, meaning no bad habits, meaning not a lot of bad coaching, I think that's a coach's dream. So I think he's one of these guys that we're going to have to account for as part of this draft that might be the best player in this draft for us. Um,
2: yeah, two, two quick thoughts here. One, an amazing uh, Zoom press conference the other day, to, to the point when I joked with uh, one of the PR or Washington's PR and said, hey, I'm going to tell you right now on day one of training camp, here are the three people we want. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Chase Young, and Samus Reyes. That yeah. he was that he was that fun and that interesting. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, and I just told the story um, on my podcast like a week, ten days ago. I was talking to uh, an agent about the draft and some various things, whatever. And he just says to me randomly, "Hey, um, some scout told me that there was a uh, international players at Florida's pro day, and apparently there's some tight end." who's got people were comparing to like Gronkowski like he like looked like Gronkowski and this guy you should like look into this I'm like well I mean what's his name he's like I don't know he's from Canada I'm like looking it up I'm like Canada I can't find anything I got nothing (laughs) and then uh you know obviously now here we are a week or so later we find out oh from Chile so (laughs) uh, so you know right right, you know had the letter C had the red and a lot of it right but if only he could give me the country I might have had something
0: Yeah. yeah Um, oh, no, doubt. Right. He, he's gonna be great. I'm telling you now. I Fred Smoot said it first. He will become a Pro bowler.
1: we we'll wow. okay. Let's put it down. Let's mark it down. Fred Smoot says he will become a but Pro Bowl. I'm
0: the same guy before the season when nobody was talking about Kyle Pitts. I look you in the face. I said yes. he will be a top five draft pick and the best tight end to come out the draft in the last thirty years.
1: Yeah, he's, he's he certainly did well at uh, getting ready, and so he's gonna go top five. Um, Ben, you've, like I said, you've covered this squad, this, this organization for a while, the moves they've already deemed Washington as the offseason winners, which is in the years past has happened because they were offseason winners because of the the circus atmosphere. Uh, in this case, the moves that this team has made, the guys that they have brought in signed and, and got them in the fold. Um, I'm, I'm for one impressed by what they've done to they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, you know. It's a that's a brilliant move to bring in a, a veteran quarterback who is looking for that one last chance really to, to lead a squad um, and, and several moves they've made. But what are your thoughts on who they brought in? Yeah, I
2: think what I like about like, look, I'm not one. I, I generally don't like when the coach has the personnel power. I think that can be a bad situation. Uh, you know, the, the jobs are very different. And you, you know, one's more about the moment, one's more about the future. As it stands so far, Ron Rivera in two two off seasons, we'll almost completed the second one in a minute uh, or in a couple of weeks with the draft, um, is he seems to be willing to let the personnel side, essentially that side of his brain, uh, do what it's needed to and not just live for the moment. So like the, the three, the three big signings, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel, William Jackson, all needs. Uh, and, and, and Samuel kind of seemed obvious because of the Carolina ties, but there was a lot of patience involved um, the, you know, the, the, none of the deals were for crazy money as, as was, you know, when you talked about winning the off season before in the early part of the Dan Snyder era, that was the big aspect of it. Big money, big names, lot, not enough production. Um, so the, so a lot of patience shown smart targeting. And I think also like to sort of the point before about the Bruce Allen era, picks would be made that didn't automatically mesh with the quarterback or the situation. And it felt like here, again, because the same person is effectively doing both jobs, um, that isn't a problem. And I think that's so far so good on what they're doing. And it's to the point of, look, Fitzpatrick is, uh, just a good to him, I mean, super fun, obviously, he's going to be, it's like the literal opposite of Alex Smith, <laughs> other than the fact that they're both seem to be great locker room leaders, uh, they're the literal opposite quarterbacks, the, the gunslinger, all that. Um, and, and I think that's going to be exciting because it's going to allow Scott Turner to open up the offense in ways that were just not possible last year, no matter who was, who was under center. So I think that's pretty exciting. Plus with all the speed now, McLaurin, Samuel Gibson, I think this offense, hopefully not gunwood, just, just, just simply for those of us who have to watch all the time is going to be more fun and not as nearly as pedestrian as it was a
1: year ago. Do you like saving money? Have you thought about switching to solar? If the answer is yes to both of those questions, then you'll want to hear what Smart Roof can offer you. Switching to solar with Smart Roof can save you 10 to 40% on your electricity bill and can save you money monthly right from day one. Want to see if you qualify for solar? Call 833-343-ROOF. That's 833-343-ROOF. Or visit our website, smartroof.inc. That's smartroofinc.com and use the promo code Chicken Smoot
0: They get a free energy savings report and solar design mock-up. Well, here you go, Stan. I'm going to give you some, some cubes. What make this offense hard, if I'm on the defense, and they come out there and they got Curtis Samuel, and they have Antonio Gibson, and they have Logan Thomas. Those are three people that can play multiple positions. All right, the one thing about it, Antonio Gibson is an XY receiver. You don't know where they're going to line him up at. Curtis Samuel. So now my middle linebackers have problems identifying what set are they in and what personnel group are they in. And that's going to be. That's gonna be, uh, how should I say, a, a wrench in most defenses the entire time because they are so versatile and they can all play so many different things. So that's what I'm saying. So you, they can literally run five wide receivers out there. You can match up with five DBs, and we can move, uh, we can motion Curtis Samuel to the tailback position, and we got you outnumbered in the box. These are the simple things that the offensive coordinator will be able to do with these non-positional football players.
2: For, for sure. I mean, I think that was one thing last year, obviously the off season last year was bizarre <laughs> because of the, the pandemic, but we kept hearing about how like Antonio Gibson in particular, is he going to be in the slot? Is he going to be in the backfield? If the defense has a four, three base, you can move him uh, to a receiver slot. Now you have a linebacker covering a receiver. You go into a nickel package, you put him in the backfield and run against that. And you could do that. Like you said, Samuel gives you more of that uh, as well. JD McKissick a little bit as well from his receiver background, And yeah, and that was the big thing. You noticed a lot of movement last year, but like I said, I think because of the limitations of quarterback, there was only so much, I think they could open up. I think their goal is obviously to open it up a lot more this year. And Fitzpatrick gives them that option as does the speed that they now have uh, at a receiver.
1: You know, and it's all up to Scott Turner. Um, Really. uh, I'm not sure what all the weapons he had at his previous gig, Um, but he has got to be able to change uh, that offense because of what you just said, Fred, he's got so many different things. So let's let's throw the kitchen sink at a defense every now and again and show them the wild look and let's do something crazy. Uh, also set up the rest of the game with, with different formations and, and come out of that. And I hope that he does utilize that. Um, we got the draft coming up a couple of weeks here, Ben. So my question to you is right now, as we speak, the Washington football team has the 19th pick. Will they be at 19? And if so, and your many machinations of this draft who are they taking
2: yeah i mean i think so i'm not getting caught up in this trading up for a quarterback scenario it would kind of go against everything rivera's talked about to this point in terms of how to build a team i mean they have been aggressive in trying to get a quarterback they tried to get matthew stafford and they've looked at some other things but you know trading up the, the a bunch of picks to get a quarterback who if look look like obviously if you think this quarterback is great you go do it but um I don't know. I'm not getting that vibe that that's the way they're going to go at least significantly. So I'm going to guess they're ultimately at 19 that the quarterbacks in front of them and unfold in some other way, offensive tackle and linebacker. If we're talking needs and sort of the way the board unfolds, I think those make the most sense. Sort of the easiest player to, to target would be uh Christian Darissa, the Virginia tech tackle. Like there are four offensive linemen considered to be the best one. Uh, some people really like him uh, and possibly he goes earlier but i think he, there's a decent chance he's there at 19 they were at his pro day I, I think it would make a lot of sense uh you know he for what they're looking to do that's a one spot on offense that they can they can and arguably should um upgrade i think linebacker would sort of be my my, my, my fallback but saw would be the the option but you know i don't think it's i don't feel particularly great about it maybe it's overthinking <laughs> which is a go-to yeah. in my life these days uh but i I'm not quite sure. The linebackers. I, not everybody's convinced that the, the the likely ones are worthy of the 19th pick. And if the, if Derisaw isn't there, then we are kind of maybe looking at a best player available situation, and that becomes obviously uh, a complete uh, wild card.
0: Well, actually, Ben, I'm here to tell you as the voice of reasoning, you are completely wrong. All right. <laughs> Luckily, today, I, I had a chance to chop it up with Coach Rivera. We, did, we, we filmed the show together. And in between the show, you know, I love to talk draft. And we were just talking it up, just like two football players, just talking it up. And I told him how in love I was with Zayvon Collins, linebacker from Tulsa, 6'5", 250, can run with the wind. And he said, you know what? I like him, too. But the thing about that guy, he's more of a three-four linebacker than a four-three. I think he would actually maximize. So then, in my head, I'm like, "All right." So that's telling me coach likes Michael Parsons a lot better, which it's a chance he won't be there at 19. Uh, it's Jeremiah Kamora from uh, Notre Dame, and I thought about it as he as we got to talking, and he man it reminded me of Thomas Davis and Shaq Thompson. They were XDBs that could play linebacker. He put a couple pounds on them and allowed them to play behind peppers in that defensive line. So once I seen that, I said, okay, so he's gonna stay away from a guy like uh Zaven Collins. That means he will head to Jeremiah, uh uh Jabril Cox from LSU could be a guy that could play wheel linebacker, or uh, uh uh Jamin Davis from Kentucky, who blazed at 40 at a 4-4. I think he his his stock is rising up there too. So when I just that conversation telling me. I think he's going to take the best middle I mean best linebacker uh how should I say second level defensive player because this guy from no day actually plays safety and linebacker he's going to take one of those guys in the first round. And then the second or third, that's when I think he reaches for a quarterback, David Steels from uh, Stanford. He's a guy that's, that's heading up people, boys. He's six, four, 20, 25 pounds. He only had what, 12 starts this year, but he's a guy that I think he ran a four, forty at that big and he can really let it go. He just needs some time to get ready. And Fist magic says, you have time to get ready. Um. A lot of good analysis
2: in there and I appreciate you telling me what the head coach is thinking. Um, so uh, uh, to, uh, to, to add to those points. So in the last two mock drafts I've done, I think published, or if not, maybe just on my, I'm on my own. Um, I had Jamin Davis or Owusu Karamoa because I was having the, the top four offensive linemen gone. My only hesitation is when talking to people around the league, not everybody's convinced that they are worthy of being picked 19, but we'll see. I think in terms of the linebacker and uh, spoiler, um, I have a, a story coming out tomorrow on the athletic, uh, sort of like a draft notebook and under the Washington section, it exactly mentioned Shaq Thompson and how that would make sense for owusu Karamoa uh, as, as a fit. He's just so slight. He bulked up prior to his pro day to get to 221, And mm-hmm. some scouts just wondered, does that let do you hold up at that weight at that playing linebacker more or less? over the course of, um, uh, 17 games. I have to remind myself at 17.
1: Uh, yeah, 17. And, and as
2: far as Davis Mills, I'm, I'm not convinced they take a quarterback, even though we know that logically they need a long-term one, but I had reported recently that Davis Mills was somebody they had looked at. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been keeping my eye on him. I talked to, to Stanford coach David Shaw the other day on the podcast about Mills and some of the other guys, just, just for that reason.
0: Yep. And also, uh, Newman, from Georgia that actually didn't play at Georgia, he was at uh, Wake Forest. Right, the quarterback Newman. He he's another guy that I could see on their uh, radar.
1: You think any surprises in the draft at all? I mean, we we finally saw San Francisco go out and see Mr. Fields uh, get his workout in. Um, any anything that you you think is coming besides Bill Belichick finding a way to get somebody great? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously the. the the, the two picks that really are going to have to be the fun with this draft, I think, the one is the third pick, you know, what does San Francisco actually do? Is that really going to go through with this Matt Jones situation? Or they is
0: cannot it- move up 20 picks for Matt Jones. I refuse to believe. Now, the only thing that pushes me that way, standing is if you look at Shanahan's history, besides RG3, he's always had people that could work from the pocket. All right. He likes them to have enough mobility to do the bootlegs. But other than that, he likes for them to run from the pocket. But I refuse to believe that he thinks, first of all, I need to move up for Mac Jones. Second of all, that Justin Fields ceiling is not higher than Matt Jones. And they say Matt Jones is more, uh, how should they say, pro ready. How are you more pro ready when you only started 14 games? How, tell me, how are you more pro ready than a guy that started two years? I, I, I just don't know. It, it, it's hard to, when you, you talk to,
2: I mean, look, people have eyeballs and they watch what Justin Fields did. That's enough for a lot of people to say, well, he's the, he's a better option than Mac Jones who, you know, to his credit, had a very good year at Alabama. Uh, but uh, I, the way I keep coming back to it and to sort of localize this to, to the Washington football team you know, we all kept wondering, why does Jay Gruden always love Colt McCoy? Why does he always want to put Colt McCoy in a position to start when we're all like, really? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And I think the basic reason is when you have a, when you're an offensive minded coach and you have this system and you just think to yourself, I just need somebody to execute the plan. As I see it, I need, I don't want to say an empty vessel, but like, I need (laughs) I need somebody to be the conduit to do what I want. And I think he viewed Colt McCoy as somebody who would do that. Now, the talent level maybe wasn't there. And obviously Cole McCoy had struggled staying healthy. And I just think maybe Kyle Shanahan seems a pretty, let's just say confident young man. Uh, and then he may view, he may have sort of the same view tenfold where he doesn't want somebody who regardless of their upside is not, is going to maybe be a little more, um, you know, off script the way maybe a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance could be. And he wants somebody who will execute the plan that he wants and do it w- without too much other stuff. Trey, uh, Mac Jones lacks the athletic ability that these other guys do. And, and maybe that doesn't sound logical. I'm not saying that it is. That's the one thing I keep coming back to that he just thinks, I just want somebody to do what I want them to do. And this guy of these options gives me that.
1: One last question, Ben Standick, Uh Ben Stanick joining us here from The Athletic. Um, or le- my last question. Fred may have more. <laughs> um, how different was last year and were there some advantages to covering this organization through the pandemic? Um, specifically, you know, all of a sudden, guys were made available, or you could get to guys in the off season because it was so much simpler than having to be at the facility.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think there was too much positive about the whole situation. <laughs> all right, good um you know look obviously it is what it is like I wasn't somebody going oh this is terrible like you know how dare the league keep us out I mean look obviously I was as uh you know concerned as anybody else and uh my hair you know shows that you know and in, in my and in my current look uh oh, I'm, I'm nice I'm, just, I'm an indoor person these days um uh but yeah you should I mean, be <laughs> you know like I mean look yeah, you know, three three days a week right three days a week yeah, yeah three days a week I live uh I live in maryland it took me 45 minutes more or less to drive each way to watch 20 minutes of practice and by practice i mean mostly them stretching and you just did with a quick attendance count to drive back and honestly those were often the best 20 minutes of my week because there wasn't much else going on so like i didn't mind that trudge all the time um but yeah i mean when you're on a zoom call with fellow reporters and you want things to ask you know you can't always you sometimes have to do it in front of everybody that stinks when you're trying to yeah. write a specific story or whatever to have to share quotes. You know, sometimes it's being in the locker room, even if you don't talk to anybody, just seeing interactions, you know, how do people who's talking to who, uh, what's the vibe, what, you know, what's body language, you know, or maybe, you know, somebody limping around or you know whatever, all that, all that was out. And then of course, you know, it's just like, you know, just the basic routine of life, you know, no fans in the stands or very limited ones for them. You know, that, that wasn't any fun. You, you lose all the atmosphere. So um, definitely wasn't great. Um, you know, I've yet to meet Chase Young in person as, <laughs> since, he's been, since he's been a member of the Washington football team. I was at his, at the combine, but that was 100 years ago at this point. So, you know, all that type of stuff has made it a challenge. And I don't really know what we're going to get this year, to be honest. I'm not sure we're going to be back in the locker room or not. But that's part of the one of the big questions uh, You know, we have, at least on the media side.
0: Well, that is, that is something that most people don't think about and a lot of people don't bring up. It's easy for you to interview me and me to be interviewed by you when I've been around you multiple times, when I felt you out not felt you out like you feel me out, mm-hmm. and you get to learn my personality through these interviews. How hard is it to learn a new player when you've never been around him to feel his energy. Talking through a Zoom is so emotionless. Like, he, he, he's not really uh, keen to open up to you as much because he doesn't know you. So how hard is it to do, interview these guys for a whole 16 games for a season and not really know the ghost inside the shell?
2: Yeah, no, for, for sure. Like, you know, there were certain players, um, you know, like Tressway comes to mind or, or maybe, you know, uh, Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin a little bit, like because they were familiar with some of us, like there was a little more of an ease, I guess. But yeah, for the most part, especially anybody that was new, they don't know us. And then it just comes down to that individual's personality. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to write a story, especially if it's like a feature story about who this person is, unless you could talk to them one-on-one, which we were still able to do at times, you know, depending on availability, but um, yeah, it's very it's very difficult. And maybe more to the point of what you were saying, from the player's perspective they don't know who these people are asking me all these questions and if you want to ask questions they may be a little bit off the wall or a little bit challenging depending on what's happening i don't know how do i know who this person is it's going to ask me this and that becomes i would imagine for for any of us i'm going to be you know i i know you two here i got a little more comfortable to say that a girl in fifth grade was pushing me around sort of, than i would be than i would be if if uh i didn't know who the people were and they were just generically asking me questions.
1: I mean, and Lisa is going to hear about this, by the way. I just don't remember the first name. You, you, you say you don't remember the last name. That's some bullshit, by the way. I think you do know the last name. There's no question. Uh, he's at bedstanding on Twitter. He writes for The Athletic. Um, uh, we appreciate your time, Ben. Uh, anything else going on besides football? Anything coming down the pike?
2: Oh, I mean, uh, I got my second shot coming Saturday. Kind of excited nice. for that. I'm nice. um, already
0: there. I'm already vaccinated, Ben. Nice. I'm already there. Congrats. Congrats. Me too. Um, Me too.
2: The, uh, I don't know, the Wizards are going to make the playoffs? I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, gosh.
0: They might in this East, like, if they keep winning games. like I I always tell people when when you trade a player or get a new player, I still give them a grace period. I give them one-fourth of a season, a half of a season, to get to know a locker room, to get to know the teammates, so then we can get the best out of him. You can't tell me with two All-Stars you shouldn't have a chance in the East. And you're talking about, we was Andre Drummond away for probably making a deep run in the East. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Wow. Uh. Yeah.
2: I mean, so it's that level of optimism that some people have that I uh, don't know what to say. (laughs) I mean, to me, like, I get it. The players, the coaches, they all want to win and that's fine. It's actually like a really interesting question about the football team is in the long run, what will have been better that they made the playoffs and had that experience or they didn't make the playoffs and then now are picking like 10 because if the real goal is to get a quarterback, well, at picking a 10 or 11, they may not even have to move, or even if they trade up, it's a small trade. I I don't know. There's obviously benefit of that experience. So the Wizards are going through the same thing. They want to make the playoffs for reasons that I, we don't have enough time to get into. But this is a draft where there's like, supposedly like five prospects who are considered to be pretty impressive. Uh, th- the more, the higher they're up in the standings, obviously, the worse the odds are, blah, blah, blah. So I, I would think that the longer term, they're better off getting a top five pick, hopefully, and versus making the playoffs. But I clearly, I don't think as an organization, they agree with me.
1: Washington Wizards right now, currently 12th in the Eastern Conference and 12 games under 500 e- East.
0: <laughs> hey, That's no cool. matter how you get there, as long as you get there. Listen, I, I call them the Washington cicadas cause they win every nine years. And this is the <laughs> ninth year.
1: If you write an article about the team name, just put it down. Chick Hernandez is all in on demon cats. because you you would be you you would be why not it's going to
0: be ridiculous no matter what it's going to be no it's It's going to be unless unless for you unless for you it's redwood everybody on here got a daughter right well at one point your daughter is going to get married and change her last name from your last name she's still your daughter she just got a new last name right so we're still that team from washington we just got a new last name
2: there, there, are times I think Fred's the smartest guy in town. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't like
1: him talking about my daughter getting married. Damn it! So well,
0: that's how you have to look at it. Guess what? That marriage just brought you another son. All right. Now she changed her last name, but she's still your daughter, and you still love her. But we just taking on a new name. And I know people don't like change. People don't like change. They sure don't like change. Forced on them. So now they feel like the change is forced when we should look at the bright side. We got a new name. Let's pick it out together and let's ride with it.
1: If my daughter brings home a guy on a date, I'm going to find Ben's Lisa for him to come over there and beat his ass. That's what I'm going to do.
0: Hey, no. Why are you mad when normal people do normal things? Uh, right, just, just because they are kids. Man. Screw they're that. still going to be normal. they I'm still going to be... be normal. And it's normal for her to start today. I'm sorry, <laughs> old daddy chick. Oh, yeah. oh, the dirty man at the end of the county. They want the kids to stop playing in his yard. Come on, dude.
1: Here are the, here are the three things I'm going to do when my daughter brings a date over I'm going to wear khaki pants, and I am going to be cleaning my gun talking about my prison time and then pee myself right in front of him and see what his
0: reaction is. <laughs> and hey, i'm sorry your 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 energy is just not intimidating yeah you know, it ain't nothing you can do to be intimidated like you just have a good guy's energy
1: yeah that's uh that's a great act that's what it is <clears throat> um ben standing thanks so much for your time man appreciate it we've got two weeks to the draft i'm sure I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, and and with this organization that we all know and have covered and have played for for a long time, as soon as you think you know what's going on,
0: you don't. And I can't wait for that stop, one thing. Stop, that act, pops. stop being a Devin Downer. That energy. Not a is downer. I love it. I love it. In the it. building. Let me tell you something. As the Washington football team, we have never in NFL history lost oh. to the Cowboys. Oh, in NFL history with the Washington football team we have never not made the playoffs all I'm telling you is good times <coughs> are ahead of us lead a pass in the past and let's drive this car through the front rear shield not the rearview mirror see what, I, see
1: what I see what I deal with Ben on a regular basis this guy um Ben thanks for your time man uh enjoy the next two weeks as you get ready for the draft
2: I appreciate it appreciate the uh invite here good to see
1: you guys thanks a lot all right. The that's ben be, be be great the, hair, by the way. Great hair. great hair. Yes. For those who are listening, he's got great hair. <laughs> I've got none. That's Ben Sanic of the athletic. Uh, all right. Thanks, Ben. Um, all right. Before we get out of here, NFL teams yeah. are, are saying, uh, yeah, these, these quote voluntary workouts, a lot more teams now saying, yeah, we're not about that. A lot of guys, yeah. and you knew this was going to happen that mm-hmm. they felt so much healthier. Last year, yeah, because because there weren't all the workouts, um, and so now you got teams saying, yeah, you know what, I'm uh, I'm chilling on this voluntary workout thing. You knew that was probably going to come. Uh, do you think yeah. it's going to go league wide, and you think it's going to remain that way? Do you think we'll go back? To
0: I think award? I think that's an old man trait. The older teams are going to demand that they don't come. The younger teams that don't know no better, like the Washington Football Team, they just happy to be back around each other. Mm-hmm. But you got to realize, you have some of these guys that play football in Boston for New England, but live in California. All right, So traveling back and forth with a, a wife at home who's very demanding, who wants to protect the kids, you know, it's all kind of things. And do I think the guy's body felt a lot better? Yes. And do I think it's going to be a lot of changes come? This, this is going to have to happen. Now that we're playing 17 games, 53 men is not enough. They're going to have to have 60 man rosters. So this, this by seven, there's one position each. They're going to have to have two by weeks instead of one. they're going to have to extend the off season to more days off than more days practice. So it's, it's going to be a lot of growing pains here, but they will not make that roster bigger this year. Cause the owners ain't with paying any more money out. So if they're going to yeah. ever keep it 53, it will be for this year, but look for next year, bigger rosters, bigger teams, uh, a chance for more guys to make it to the NFL and a chance for more guys to actually uh, have a chance to mature and get to the point where they can play the game.
1: I asked Ben this, and I'll ask you, uh, because we are two weeks out from the draft, so next week we'll get a little more into the draft, but you had a chance to sit down with the coach, Ron Rivera. Mm -hmm. You have your own personal opinions about how the draft will go. Do you think they stay at 19 oh yes
0: you're talking about a coach who's never moved up or down in a draft i only Mm -hmm. look at your habits your habits tell me who you are i had a i got a coach right now who never trades out of a place and never goes up for an athlete he's going to be patient he's going to wait all right and that's why i said jeremiah uzu Kumara might be the guy because as i look at his past he 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 drafts athletic linebackers This. That's his gist, and he puts them behind very big defensive lines. All right, that's Luke Kinkley, Shaq Thompson, this, uh Thomas Davis. That's all of these guys. This has been his MO. So if, if I have to go about what you've done and what you did, I'm going to have to say we go linebacker in the first round, we go uh, offensive tackle in the second round, maybe Sam me from Texas. Uh, it's a couple of guys out there. Uh, and then after the third round, which has been our magic round, like we found – Uh, Terry McLaurin in the third round, Antonio Gibson in the third round. The third round has been our gem, and this is when we're going to steal a guy. I think we're going to steal a guy because every draft is three or four guys that drop from the first round every year. And I think Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech might be that guy Mm. this year.
1: Okay. Uh, So we'll get more into the draft next week. Oh, I just got an alert uh, from Oscar De La Hoya Boxing. So it's going to be on now. Aaron Donald versus Ben Standings Lisa. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a good battle. <laughs> uh, that should be a brawl. And by the way, uh, I love my vintage boxers, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson. I love mm-hmm. them. But uh, the days of watching y'all fighting is over with. Old men fighting in the ring ain't fun for me to watch no more. No, like all of them all. are taking fights right now. All of them are taking fights. And I'm like, why watch Dusty Uncles fight at a barbecue? All right, why? It's you. You listen to them talk, and it's inevitable because they're all
1: facing brain damage from their from their sport. I mean, come on, Mike Tyson, and Roy Jones—that was a joke of a fight. And yes. now it's going to be Mike and Evander, or at least they're talking
0: Mike about and it. Evander. So it's guaranteed that Evander will leave that ring with absolutely zero ear meat. I none. He will have no ears left after this win right here. This is so
1: disgusting. I, I sit there and I think about this, you know, my kids are roughly, the average age is 20, okay? So the two things that make me laugh is if I were to explain to them that Mike Tyson literally bit a piece of a man's ear off during a bout, they're like-
0: And kissed him on the cheek. And, and kissed kiss, him on right. got
1: the cheek afterwards. Right. I'm
0: like, sorry, on, I'm sorry, Evander.
1: Yeah. yeah, come on, come on, Pops, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh yes, it did. Oh yes, it did. <laughs> And and when they look at uh, videos of Michael Jackson, what they think
0: Michael Jackson looks like is not what I think. Well, think. Michael Jackson is actually one of the few human beings, actually he's the only human being, to be a part of two races. He was born black and he ended up white. All right? We've never seen that happen before in our life. He's a superhero. Translucent is what he goes by. He's what? what? He's translucent.
1: It's translucent. I thought you said transmuting. I
0: was like, that's a whole. You so many <laughs> different
1: names. All right, let's get out of here, man. Good talk. Great to have Ben standing on. Um, uh, I'm waiting. The clock is ticking on the draft. Uh, but I think you've sold me on the fact that Ron Rivera will stay at 19. And now it's a matter of uh, who's going to be there. Because as we all know, during the draft, somebody slips, somebody moves up, and you start scratching your head. Like,
0: every year, if five go the opposite way. And five move up into the draft. It's going to be five teams that seen somebody that everybody got graded as a second rounder that they say no, that's who we want as a first round. It happens every year. One team. That's all it take. They like you. One. All
1: right. That is Fred Smoot. He wants the Red Wolves. I am Chick Hernandez. I want the Demon Cats. Uh, the new name of the Washington <laughs> organization.
0: He doesn't really want the Demon. Cats.
1: I really don't, but I just think it's a tremendous. Thing. Marketing alone would be spectacular. It's like a cartoon character, Demon Cat.
0: All right, terrible.
1: let's get out of here. That is Fred Smoot. I'm Chick Hernandez uh, and an absent Cy Amish Fenwick, who is gaining major brownie points right now with an anniversary dinner. Although it's not really their anniversary because girlfriend and boyfriend anniversaries don't really matter. They it don't. does. It does. All right, that's your opinion presented by Bet Online. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.